Welcome to Into Nigeria podcast that will mostly be exploring development-based policy challenges in Nigeria. My name is Rebecca Roberts. I'm a development economist and for the past nine years I have been working in international development. I have explored public health, access to education for marginalized population, rural job creation, community youth development, advocacy for efficient governance, inequality and poverty-related policy issues, urbanization challenges, and more recently, I'm exploring some SDG goals and its specific indicators in Africa on a broader scale and narrowing it down to my country, Nigeria. I am also a researcher exploring these issues in a comparative method mostly by comparing Nigeria to other emerging nations. I am a huge advocate for good policies as I believe that it is so critical, much more critical than the so-called good governance for development. I know you're wondering what I'm on about, but I I often use the analogy of China and of how China, a non-democratic state, progressive regardless of its method of governance in driving these points home. Don't get a bit lost. Follow me. I'm going somewhere. I, I think generally... What the argument of good governance versus development is about is mostly that if good governance, which is democratically driven, is central to development, why is a country like China, like Singapore, like Rwanda, in in an extreme case, progressive? Almost a decade ago, when DFID began working on the drivers of change, politics in this regard, good governance, was central to this discussion. It was so central that nothing else you know, mattered. We're looking more at the technicalities of how development can happen as opposed to looking at the the, the things that actually make government function to the benefit of the people. If, you know, bringing that down to Africa, we're still battling with getting African leaders to develop a conscience and start doing the right thing. But policies continue to lay low beneath the exterior of these discussions, you know, where we're talking about holding, for example, the West, holding Italy and holding France responsible for the Africans that are dying in the Mediterranean Sea, as opposed to looking at what is happening in Africa that is making people willing to risk their lives, you know, to die in the sea just in search of a better life. So I think in Africa, we're still not taking policy seriously because policy is still lying low beneath the exterior of the discussions that we're having. However, the emergence of fragile states, increasing poverty rates is raising questions such as what can be done about in poorer countries to make however their system of governance whatever kind of government they are practicing work for the greater good of the people. I believe the answer is hidden in this. Two years ago when the Nigerian government began the free school meal program to boost enrollment rates for children in primary and junior secondary school in support of the universal basic education. In the same period within these two years 2016-2018 the number of out of school children increased from 10.5 million to 13.2 million. What could be the problem here? I think if we put policies back at the center of development, we'll start asking the right questions, such as how can the, how can something as free meal be created? How did free meal, how was free meal not able to enhance enrollment? 
But in the same period, children were dropping out of school. What else could be the problem? The primary assumption is usually that the obstacle to better governance and boosting development performance are primarily economical, the administrative, and the technical. Subsequently, the progress can be made if we begin to, you know, do things like the free school meal programs. This is the reason why the Nigerian president, Buhari, came in hammering on fighting corruption as though corruption was a tangible substance that can be held and flogged to kill corruption in Nigeria. This is the reason why in a state like Lagos, for example, we're talking about how urbanization is a reason why there's a housing deficit as opposed to looking at how the city is expanding, how it reflects a lack of long-term planning for a city that has no concrete master plan from the onset. When we start asking the right questions to our development challenges, because in these questions lie the path to making the right policies. Imagine what would happen if the Dirty Lagos campaign started asking, what could it could it be that Lagosians are not actually animals and that people would throw the trash in the bin if there were public bins in sight and these bins were collected regularly? Can we achieve proper sanitation without public toilets? Why are children dropping out of school? Is free school meal enough to boost enrollment rates? Or are there other components that are making it more important for children to drop out of school? Could it be that child marriage is critical? It's a critical challenge in northern Nigeria because, for one, the Nigerian constitution does not recognize a child as an entity, but rather as an extension of their parents or caregivers. Hence, factors such as the Sharia law assume superiority over such issues. Will it make a difference if child rights were clearly enshrined in the Nigerian constitution? What would the financial cost of child right protection be? Is this the reason why we are not exploring this method? What are the alternatives to protecting children in Nigeria in, in a sustainable manner? As Africans, the truth often scares us. We prefer a smokescreen because a smokescreen... Al- does not allow room for good policies to emerge. So we would start campaigns like, you know, affordable housing that are not necessarily affordable as opposed to looking at how we can target more of the lower chains because when we talk about housing deficits they are the most affected if we start looking at okay they are the most affected and we're trying to build an urban city where do they live what is the solution to bringing them up to par with the city of our dreams but first the starting point would be to identify the barriers to good policies How can we get people to take policies seriously? What is the role of strong and efficient institutions? How can we handle the undefined roles of vested interests in making policies that impact the greater good of a nation? What are the incentives for capturing the elites to become more pro-development in Nigeria? What is the role of advocacy, international community, and civil society? I personally believe that the next wave of development era, you know, this period of sustainable development goals, will be about good policies and advocacy, planning for mobilization and implementation of the SDGs is the reason why I'm doing this podcast. In this podcast, I'll be talking to experts, to ordinary citizens, such as on policy issues as they arise. We will challenge the public assumption. We will explore various alternatives on these issues. Our discussions will sometimes be too passionate. That's because we're all very vested in the interest of making Nigeria our country, the only country that we have work. It will be a bi-monthly podcast, and I look forward to feedback on all the episodes. Thank you for joining us.